Yeah, who's doing it? You? You, me? Me? I can do it? Yeah, why don't you start it off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for stopping in for this episode. We're really excited to release this conversation. It was just a great conversation with Naomi Edwards. Uh, wonderful. Went, it was poignant at times, fun, uh, and just an incredible journey. Yeah, we touched on a lot of stuff. Uh, we we had some great deep dives on some, you know, thinking about the past and what happened to us in high school. And then uh, we followed her through um, the rest of her life based on the fact that she was like super athletic and artistic and just had like a personality that everybody loved. Uh, you know, her career path and her life path just got, she had a lot of options open to her and she took some really interesting paths. Uh, yeah. And where she ends up, it's kind of neat, too, because I remember Naomi being like uh, having so many different things going on. And uh, but she was always present with you. You know, when she talked to you, she was talking to you. She was never distracted. She was really present. And that's what she was like during this conversation. And that's where she ends up professionally. It's kind of it's kind of neat. Yeah. And I think that comes through in the interview, like the, the, the presence is there. And I, I think the listeners are going to pick up on that and get sucked in. Um, you know, by her charm. So uh, enjoy. Hi, I'm Jay Wilson. And I'm Joe Arner. And this, and this is, is Crimson Sheen. Sheen. Welcome, everybody. This is, uh, uh, I don't know everybody. I don't know why I'm saying everybody. Not sure <laughs> we're going to have more than three listeners. That's really what, uh, that's really our... I mean, to uh, those that are listening, welcoming them is a nice, kind thing to do. I like that we start every show like this, me saying nobody's going to listen. And then uh, Jay is saying everybody's going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> so again, I just want to say hi to my mom. Mom, thanks <laughs> for listening. That's half uh, our viewership. So this is this, so what we're trying to do here is we're reconnecting with people that we uh, that mean a lot to us that we went to high school with. Uh, in a small town in uh, Pennsylvania called Stroudsburg, semi-small town in Stroudsburg. And um, yeah, I think it's one, one thing that's we're sort of realizing that's uh, it's been neat is that as we talk to more people, it's sort of like a, an, an alternative way to catch up with people that's not Facebook or Twitter or any kind of like social media. It's just like you know, it's something different, refreshing and a little more in depth uh, that I think that people might like to hear. Um, I mean, I'm certainly interested in where everybody is and what they're doing right now. And I mean, and the other thing that I find even more interesting is how they viewed their high school experience, like how they uh, how they got through. Did they hate it? Did they love it? Who do they remember? You know, experiences like that. Um, yeah, it is kind of like uh, it's kind of what you want out of uh, it's kind of what I go to social media for uh, sometimes is to like, it's like, what, what happened to that person? And right. they meant so much to me during that time. And like, I thought about them and, and what you get from social media is, you know, <laughs> if they're crazy politically or something like that, or they have, you know, they had a great meal yesterday. Like that's, it's, it's awesome that you're having uh, great scallops, but you know, <laughs> you know I like scallops. Yeah, the other thing I think, great. Uh, I think is neat is that the people that knew, this is the way I feel about it. The people that knew me when I was like all through middle school and high school and I, like, they had a very true sense of like raw me, like before I like 
reined in and learned what was right and wrong and how to do things. Like they kind of got, they were more like, they got of a more realistic view of like what kind of makes people, what made me tick. And I think that like, cause we all, we all start to develop, like, as we get older, we like, okay, maybe I shouldn't, you, you build little shells around yourself or you learn behaviors or you start to, and it, it's still you, but I think there's like a truer, rawer sense of you when you're younger that like people like, Oh, I know this person. I know, you know, you kind of feel like, you know, the gist of somebody if you knew him in high school. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I never thought of it that way, actually. And, uh, and just to, you know, uh, kind of go forward with that thought, this is, we, we have today somebody who uh, I, I was, I thought a part of the high school experience, this person was a part of my high school experience. And then, like very little contact afterwards, right? So, uh, and that's, and I remember, oh, we'll get into this, but running into her after like high school and and I'm really excited to hear about her journey uh, after high school and see where she's at. And, but also like what she remembers about being in the, during those years in Stroudsburg and what she remembers about the people there. We have today a really special guest, Naomi Edwards. How are yes. you doing, Naomi? I'm great. Good to be here, guys. <laughs> I'm so excited to see you and your I am face. too. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> uh, people at home can't see it, but uh, and I had kind of forgotten about it till I did my research today. Uh, but Naomi was voted best smile in high school, and it's like <laughs> beaming through on the Zoom right now. She still got it. Do you remember being voted best smile? I actually, I do remember that. Um, my mom recently just moved on to a new house um, and she had, you know, some of my old yearbooks. And I remember seeing that and I remember seeing probably something with art, but it was like the pages were spilled and stuck together. So, but yeah, I do remember the smile. <laughs> Sweet that you guys remember that. <laughs> oh, we not only remember it, we okay. have it open here. And we're going to ask you some questions <laughs> oh, boy. about a few things that we've we go. Uh, <laughs> well, let's, let's start with the history. Let's go back a little bit. Because Naomi, like so many other people we've sort of interviewed, uh, was not somebody that we went to school with our entire career. You showed up in which grade? I don't remember. Was it sophomore year? It was ninth grade. Oh, so freshman year. Um, I was a little, yeah. And it was a little after you guys had started. I think I came like October around uh -huh. then. Mm -hmm. And I, this is sort of how I remember it. Do you remember the movie, uh, Remember the Titans? Yes. Right. And there's yeah. the, the, the kid from California. I think they called him California. Yeah. And he was the quarterback. And he was like this beautiful goddess kind of a kid who was just amazing at everything that he did. And that was kind of like Naomi. Like she walked in and was like <laughs> the best no. of the swim team, like the best of the field hockey team. And she was also oh like, it was really amazing. Oh. Um, there always is kind of like a, there's a mystique to the, uh, the person who shows up mid, you know, a little right. after that. Yeah. And they come from somewhere and especially to the people who have been, who have lived in one place their whole life. Right. Then all of a sudden there's like a new, it's like, what <laughs> is happening? And did you actually people. come from California? Is that right? Yeah. It was San Diego. It was, it was quite a, 
culture shock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. Did you live in San Diego, the city San Diego or well, yeah, outside? Or? We, were, um, we were in University City slash La Jolla area because um, my dad was at working at UCSD. And so his job transferred us out there because he got a job at um, East Stroudsburg. I was like, what's the college? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So it was like this random, you know, if you're either an army brat or your parents work in universities, you don't know where you'll kind of move or end up. And I remember him saying, you know, we're going back east and my family's from Jersey. So it was nice to, that we'd be close to New York and New Jersey. But I was like the Poconos, it just sounded so, I don't know, just foreign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you were in San Diego from like elementary school till freshman year? Yeah. Wow. Um, and what was your first impression of like the Poconos? What, what did that feel like to you? Um, I, I'm like, well, there were two things. So the like being somewhere new is exciting. I think at like 14, 15, how old were we? Um, it was a, you know, a time where like you could just start over. So like, it was cool going to a new school and just like, wow, okay, this could just be new page, fresh start. But um, there is some like deep heavy stuff that was a little bit hard. Like we were probably the only interracial family in town. Mm. So I, I mean, and you know, you look at me like I pass as Greek or white or Italian. It's like, your dad's black, what? Your mom's white, what? So <laughs> there is this curiosity about us, but I think like it felt very much like going back like 50 years, like really? rural America. Yeah, because San Diego was like, I went to school with all diverse, it was so diverse. Yeah, yeah. So many walks of life there. And like race wasn't really a thing. And like you would just see a rainbow of people every day. And then going to the small town, it's like we would go to like, I don't know what diner or like actually Jay, the first place we went to was the deer head. Cause my yeah. dad, my dad had gotten there like a month before us. And he was kind of like scoping out, like, I mean, you sort of had to at that time. He was like, well, I want to see where we should get a house. Like I want to see where it's a little more diverse. And then the deer head was like this cool place. Cause it was like jazz and like, it was, um, uh, artsy and cultured and so yeah I remember thinking like okay there's hope there's it's not just you know this <laughs> like, like we're not just moving to like there's <laughs> so yeah I, I I remember my first friend was Lauren Chamberlain because her parents were oh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah there I mean there was the excitement of being 14 and like moving somewhere new and kids being excited about you because you were from somewhere yeah you know, yeah. San Diego, but then there was this other um, part of it where um, I really felt um, my race for the first time. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I like, I think about somebody moving from a large city. So since mm -hmm. Stroudsburg, I've, I lived, I've lived in a few large cities and it's so entirely different. You're so, anonymous in a certain way but you're so connected to other people in a way that you're not connected to other people in a small town uh and i imagine moving from a large city into a small town like that and this is me that i mean i'm a 
I'm a white man, right? I think about just like you move into a small town, you you run that shit. You know, you just you can just like this is this is completely manageable. This is the, the, totally. I can I, I'm I can you think this is hard. I mean, right. San Diego, like it's there's so many people there. Oh, yeah. uh, and as a naive, like little like kid at that time in high school, I don't even think about uh, race or anything like that. And I didn't even I didn't even realize like, oh, that's you're going through that. Like that's that's heavy, heavy stuff that that I, I'm just completely blind to because of my own social location. Yeah, that's okay. And like, you wouldn't know because of like your experience, right? Yeah. And like, yeah. I was pretty, I, not lucky, but you know, I passed. So I passed mm -hmm. as white. I passed as, you didn't, you didn't really, you know, people would forget that I was half black. So it was kind of like, at times I had to just, you know, just, you know, roll the eyes and just be like, okay, do I correct this? Do I, you know, mention this? Do I... <laughs> You know, but you're 14, so you're just yeah. like, I just want to cruise in here and just, you know, have survive. Yeah, survive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of want to be. Let's. I kind of want to like see, like, take a gauge of Strasbourg. Did you actually have like, what were some? Did was there any like thing that stood out to you that was like negative that happened to you because of race? Like, or is uh, it just a? I'm just kind of curious, like how because we didn't yeah, see we it. Can, we could totally dive into that. I think. Oh, you know what? Um, <laughs> there were two things that I was terrified. So I remember my dad calling us and saying, because when we, he was looking for places for us to live, I sadly, like, you kind of have to think of this as a black man, interracial family, you know, he wanted to be somewhere that was a little bit more diverse. And um, it was like Windsor is how far from the Poconos? I don't know. But is that Windsor, New Jersey? It, no, it's in PA. Windsor, I think yeah. it's like, Windsor P, I'm not sure whereabouts, and I could be wrong on the name of the town, but close enough that he was like, yeah, there's like, you know, a big KKK like situation there. So we can't go to that area of town. I was like, wait, what, where are we moving? Oh my gosh. <laughs> wait, that, and I, and I remember saying at 14, because I mean, we talked about this as a family, but I honestly didn't think it was still something that our country did at 14, mm -hmm. that, that it was still legal or that people would be like openly practicing. Mm -hmm. and so that there was like a town that was near where we were moving that was openly practicing. I just wow. couldn't, I was like, okay. Like that was just like, not a negative, but it was like, it was eye opening. Yeah. Um, and your dad wow. figured your dad figured this out doing the reconnaissance on the location or through other friends that were black or you know people from the university just saying like you know not that they were like advertising that that was there but I think it was just he he did research he had to do some research. Yeah. And yeah. Then we got there and do you remember so they were like what three black kids in our school and you know um and as a black person you notice that when you enter the room right away you're yeah. like are there any other brown people here like <laughs> you know so it was ray ray his sister nicole yeah what was we had the same birthday name? nicole that was ray and nicole McElwain. McElwain. Yeah. yeah yes yes i just gotten there do you remember 
there was a burning cross on their house like that year. That's do you right. remember that, that Jay? I yes. do. And that was our <laughs> freshman year. Yeah. And I was like, where in the fuck did we just move? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, totally, that, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Totally just blown away with that. I think that shocked everybody though. Like I, I don't oh, remember yeah. thinking that's like oh, yeah. normal. Like that, I, that was right. one of the craziest things that ever happened in our town. Not oh, the craziest, but I remember God. like thinking, where did this come from? Like, I didn't think it was something that was really uh-huh. a thing. Yeah. And right. uh, to happen to a family that everybody knew. I mean, yeah, I knew Nicole. Was, I, was, I, was, I was in elementary school. Yeah. Uh, yeah I was, that blew my mind. That was right? nuts. Uh, and I can't imagine what that would do to like a 14-year-old psyche yeah. that moves into a new place and like this is the shit right. that's going down oh my gosh man right. that's and like and i didn't know what you guys knew that 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 wasn't your your town like okay so maybe i had in my head that like a few miles from there there was the, these cake people that could practice kkk and white mm-hmm. supremacy openly and mm-hmm. so when, then when that had happened i was like well wait a minute is this just like what what we're in right now like mm-hmm. what you know, but I do remember the response of people in our school and it didn't seem like that was a normal thing. Like everyone mm-hmm. was very empathetic and yeah. So mm-hmm. that that was, you know, a good feeling about that at least people were responding like that wasn't a normal thing. Jay, do you want to talk about the outgrowth of that and what happened then at... Uh at SHS then afterwards? I don't, I mean, because it involves certain people that we might, we might want to contact and have conversations with later. Wow. But, yeah. I think we should save that conversation for that yeah, person yeah. if we ever get them on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that we want to dig into it too deeply. Okay. without. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mean, yeah. Cause it's kind of like a, heavy. sorry. <laughs> it's, no, <laughs> no, this no, is it's so this is why this is why we love doing this. Is yeah. because it's like we we kind of thought, oh, we'll have like a great time and we'll we'll talk to we people will. that we haven't talked yeah. to in a while. But then I think we have just as we've grown, we've just learned so much more about the world, and so right. we have like these different lenses to see. Yes. With uh, our to see our past with. Yeah. And that's what makes this so interesting. It's just what's. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So I love this. I love this. I love getting deep like this. And like, um, uh, yeah, I, what I want to say is I think it's neat is that we have the same shared common experience, but like I hadn't thought about that cross burning since, I don't know, 20 years, but like that you brought that up right away. means that was something that was more like stood out in your memory. And it would like, we, we were all there to share the same experiences. We were all, we all mm-hmm. were in the same place doing the same things but we all remember it differently. We were all like different things stood out to us and it, we all felt differently about it too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this yeah. is great. I love it. Did yeah. you, uh, did you, how was your dad moving into town then? Like you said, uh, well, you could pass, right? You, that's, yeah. that's, that's the words that you use. Yep. I could pass. Yeah. How, what was your dad like? And did you see that in your dad? Yeah. Well, if you remember, so Earl. Earl <laughs> Edwards. He was the uh, Earl Edwards. AD of ESU, Earl. right? Was that? Yeah. Okay. AD of ESU. And I think um, as a Black man, when you have a, a prestigious position, um, he was looked at as um, 
you know, it was very accepting. And I think people were very curious about us. So mm-hmm. it felt like a welcoming experience. And I think for him too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it came with caution. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. So when you say people were curious, it was because of, uh, we don't have I don't want to, I don't want to friend. We don't have a yeah. black, you know, a black thing. Right. And like, Oh, they're, they, you know, we weren't upper class. We were just like upper middle class, but it was just like, Oh, okay. Like he's it. How could I put into words? Like, it's like, um, just the prestige of his job. And I think, um, he was in the papers a lot for his yeah. work and he did um i forget what clubs he belonged to but not you know he was the first black guy that was in the town in the in this club or you you know see him be a part of this community of doing uh philanthropy work or whatever it was but mm-hmm. yeah fundraising he did so um i think the curiosity came from um us being an interracial family and then um, people having the opportunity to have a black friend or Mm -hmm. black people in their life. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to over overstate uh, or over uh, overemphasize this because, um, because uh, I think, and Jay, I don't know if you feel this way, but I think I, at that point in my life, I was very naive to understanding the difference, the differences uh, uh, that I, that I, uh, I face uh, the, the experiences that I have, and then somebody who is black experiences. Um, so, and, and I am very, I, I still feel like a kid. I'm like, I'm, we're, we're 41, right? Yeah, I still feel like a kid and I'm just like curious and interested and like, yes. and when I meet somebody new, I like, I, 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 you know, it's just the curiosity that comes out to me. So I wonder like, as well to your experience, like meeting people in, in your mm-hmm. school, who's just like, they're just curious about like, yeah, how, Oh, you're different than you you appear differently to me uh, than everybody else that I've ever known. Right. Uh, And how do you take that? How do you take, do you take that as, uh, you know, the, the curiosity from just the ignorance of people? Yeah. Uh, And, uh, or do you take it as like, ah, I'm separate. I'm, I'm different. Oh, I think, um, it took a it took a very long time for me to well as it does it takes a long time to figure out who we are and be mm-hmm. accepting of that and if we look at now people are still curious and i think that that this is where we need to be with race curiosity is this is how we're going to grow and it's amazing and i think from both sides it has to be this someone's going to fuck up or say the wrong thing or you know and it's not from a place of i can feel when it's a place coming from a place of curiosity and love and not from a place of like uh you'll you know you just I know you just feel it when it's from a place of like racial ignorance or like Mm -hmm. anger or hate that's a completely different thing so 
Um, but as a kid at like 15, 14, I'll be totally honest with you. It was way easier for people to just identify me as white. And it was like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's that. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't really need to like go further because this gets uncomfortable for me. Mm -hmm. But um, before, so I don't, I can't think of a time at Stroudsburg that there was a exact experience of this, but mm -hmm. I remember where we lived in San Diego. Um, so I, I was a dancer and I did swimming. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember I had switched ballet schools and I was like 13 and it was in this very up, upper class um, neighborhood in La Jolla and it was all white and my dad picked me up and the girls were like, is that your dad or something? And it was, I got that so often mm -hmm. in, my, in my whole, like all the way to college. It was like, you're mm -hmm. black? Like it, you know, that some of that question was curiosity, but mm -hmm. some of it was out of like, uh, like, or I don't know what to do with mm -hmm. this. So that's what I'm saying where like, you could just feel this, um, I don't know, just the energy of where that, where that curiosity is coming from. <laughs> yeah. And you can tell, you can tell the difference. You can, yeah, you can see the feeling. difference. Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. feeling. It's a feeling. That's great. Yeah. And I I mean, not to get so heavy into the race stuff, but I think that you guys are going to start, white men are mm -hmm. going to start feeling this for the first time. Mm. And it's good. How? Like where where, where um, I think that you'll, if, you know, like you're saying, you're curious and mm -hmm. you decide to like dig deeper with, with um, getting to know people of color or, you know, someone of, minority or you know you'll know to just want to go deeper to ask questions and and mm -hmm. be in those uncomfortable moments mm -hmm. yeah but it takes yeah. courage it takes courage <laughs> right. so, but i think we're being in a we're in a place right now in the world that like we have to get there we have to go there we have to go to those uncomfortable places you know i gotta tell you too like even when jay and i were thinking about doing this type of thing mm -hmm we were talking about, you know, who, who wants to hear from two white guys right now? Like who wants to listen to two white men right now? Uh, and maybe that's, and maybe I joke about, maybe I joke about like, Oh, nobody wants to listen to this because, because I have a, a there is a, there's a, there's an understanding that uh, people like me have had the voice for thousands of years, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, um, but then ultimately Jay and I just said, well, I think just, it'll be fun. And let's just do it. Let's yeah. see what happens, you know? And, uh, and I, and I, and personally, I, I got to a point where I was like, well, you know, it's not really about us. It's, this is not, this is not a thing that we want to do for us. This yeah. is a thing because we want to listen. We do want to listen to, we do want to listen to other people's experiences. And mm -hmm. it's like what Jay was saying before. Uh, we have this common experience. Yeah. Uh, we all see it differently because of the places that we come from. Yeah. And that's what has been so fun about these conversations. Yeah. It's awesome what you guys are doing. Yeah. Okay, should we 
lighten it up a little bit, see if we yeah, can let's find do some. That. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to just look if the conversation no, needs to continue. I will not no, stop. No. It. This is good. <laughs> I don't want to be. That's, uh, I like I like light and fluff. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, so we have a few questions that uh, we like to get out of the way. Um, clubs that you were in in high school. Uh, I think we have you down for. Was it Spanish? Were you in Spanish club? Yes, I was terrible at Spanish. <laughs> Spanish you know, club. you just start picking a bunch of clubs. I need this for college. Right. <laughs> Spanish club and uh, art art club. And there's something about snowboarding too, but I don't think we had a, was that just something you did? I did. I, I snowboarded. Maybe gotcha. I made a club about it. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Uh, did you have any jobs when you were in high school? Was there anywhere you worked? Yes, I had a lot of jobs. So the first place I worked was the Deer Head, Jay. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> you worked at the Deer Head? That's yes. right. Yes. So I got the job because I was friends with Lauren. And yeah. I did, um, I washed the dishes for a while. And then I was uh, like Donna's assistant chef, like sous chef. <laughs> so after a while, I just learned to like get in the kitchen with her. It was great. Yeah. And And how old were you when you started there? um, I think I started that summer that we were there. So 15. 15? Yeah. Wow. So I have a 15-year-old stepdaughter. Oh, wow. I don't see her working at the deer head anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) Different generation. She She is actually a brilliant... 15 year old i don't want to i can't i i I can't talk terribly about her but uh yeah i don't know she would never even think of saying going uh yeah i'm gonna go into the kitchen and and be a sous chef (laughs) so you had you you had that job how long did you have that job all the way through till i think my first year at college at stony brook when i would come home i would in the summers i would still work there Wow. Like six, seven years we were there. See, this is so interesting because (laughs) I think, so I got involved with the deer head very early on. I think my first visit to the deer head was in the eighth grade uh, because I met, I met Jay, but then I really didn't get involved in the community until my thirties, actually. Wow. Uh, when I came back to town for about three years and I worked there as a bartender and everything. And I really, that's when I really realized what like a, like um, a staple of that area, the deer head was. That's awesome. And, I didn't know you worked there too. Well, I only worked there because Jay's part owner of it now. Yeah. 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 Oh no, <laughs> this is like such a beautiful deer head connected <laughs> so we've all worked at the deer head That's strange. <laughs> oh yeah we all worked at the deer head at some point oh my god so good. we are like um <laughs> so and you said you had multiple jobs so you, where else did you work yeah and then um i lifeguarded nice of course oh i lifeguarded i was at do you guys i was at camelback like my whole high school because i lifeguarded and then in the winter I repaired snowboards there. Wow. That sounds like a, like one of those coveted jobs, like Camelback lifeguard is like something that you really want to get because you get to be outside. And, oh, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it wasn't what it is now. But just chilling out. Like, yeah. 
Uh, let me ask you this, because uh, snowboarding, I don't, I wouldn't imagine there's a lot of snowboarding in San Diego. None. So when I you should... go into a new place, yeah, is that like your personality? You figure out what's like hit there. And then like you, and then you like, do you try it out? Yeah. You know, it w- might've been that I, who did I first, oh. Christine and Paul Zanelli. Yeah. And oh, Christine Zanelli. Oh. Yeah. And they, uh, Paul was really into snowboarding. Um, she, I don't think she did, uh, no, she wasn't really. But anyway, they were going to the mountain one weekend. And I remember I was like, okay, I'll try it. And that was athletic. So it just kind of clicked. And so it was like, okay, this is cool. <laughs> Have you always been an athletic person? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of in our family, like yeah. to do either oh. or, yeah. you know, I, so it was dance and swimming. Yeah. What, what, what was your dance background? Yeah. And why didn't it continue when you came here or did it continue? Uh, that was hard, you guys. So I was at, if you remember, so I went to a performing arts school when I was in San Diego. So it's like, like equivalent to like, oh, LaGuardia. So um, when we moved to Pennsylvania, I had to let that go because there were no dance studios that were like to the level that I needed the, the training. So actually, um, my parents thought about sending me to LaGuardia and figuring out how to like live. I would be, live at my grandparents because they were close to New York City. And I was like, I don't want to do this at 1514. 14. Yeah. So I let it go. Uh, yeah. What was the dance studio in town? What was that dance studio? I don't know. It was, it was Notara. Like, uh, <laughs> what, what was it called, Jay? Notara. They used to oh, do Notara, Notara, something like that. They did the Notara. Nutcracker every year. And... Well, I mean, now Naomi's throwing some shade at Notara. And oh, I was, no. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sh- throwing shade at uh, Notara and Jamie Greger. I... <laughs> but no i that so it so and you but you loved dance before you got to stroudsburg yeah yeah and but it didn't continue then and so you went into these other areas yeah and then swimming was um taken off so that was kind of like you know my parents were like you'll probably get a scholarship for this so keep it going and that's, so and that's also so you, that was your parents mentality as well like find the things that that are going to help you out in life yeah i think yeah i think so yeah yeah uh i can't tell you how much so i took up swimming uh 10 years ago it's been 10 years jay can you believe that that's insane years, i was I just, just thinking i was just thinking about you and your triathlon <laughs> onesie the other day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So even like right before this, I was late getting on the on the Zoom call. Jay and I like to get on like 20 minutes beforehand and like talk for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I was late getting on because I was I was I, I was in the pool uh, and I was doing 2,500. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi, I'm in tremendous shape. <laughs> uh, but so but I so I only bring that up because I think of you. 
a lot actually like it like a little image of you pap- pops up in my brain that's so sweet and do you know why do you know why the the big event and we all went over to your house in penn estates and i want to talk about penn estates community okay. as well but uh uh, we went over to your house, and I think it was after high school, actually, uh, because there was something that was going to happen on television. Yes, I remember. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Good old Adidas. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you were in an Adidas commercial, yeah. and that was like, I think at the time, that was like the biggest thing that was going to happen to anybody that we knew. Oh. I remember being over... At your house, and I know, was it like a football game or something that was? Was it like a? It aired. uh, um, It aired during the NBA uh, Final Four. Oh my gosh! It was kind of like not the Super Bowl commercials, but it was like, yeah, my mom. um, Oh, that was so embarrassing. She's like, "We're gonna throw a big party," and yeah. (laughs) I remember all of this. Yeah. I remember, uh, yeah. So I remember going, Jay, were you there or no? I don't think I was there. I do remember being my freshman dorm room. I had like the the print version, like they actually had a print too that they put out. And yeah. I cut it out of a magazine and it was you. And I stuck oh it up God. on like my freshman because like this is a, somebody that I know. She's in a commercial. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> this is the gist of the commercial. And it's, and it's burned in my memory because I swim a lot now. Uh, oh, that's awesome. And it's, uh, it's you looking. At, I remember it's you looking in a mirror. Mm-hmm. And it's something like it's something about like sacrifice. What are you going to do? What, how, how deep are you going to go to get what you want? Yeah. And then you shave your head. All the way and my eyebrows. And eyebrows. That's and right. Your I remember. Eyebrows. <laughs> so yes. let me ask you this. When you started swimming in Stroudsburg at Stroudsburg yeah. High, yeah. Uh, did you have that type of get dedication? Yeah. Yeah. You I did. did. Yeah. And it's always and I did, in there. Well, it started to fade because, you know, you just I wanted to be a kid and hang out and like, it was, it became less serious, but Mm -hmm. bad timing because not that, I guess you could say I burnt out a little bit. Like my peak time for, I think for swimming, gymnastics, um, those sports were like, your peak is like 13 to like 15 Mm. and they groom you for Olympic level or, you know, college, at a mm-hmm. D1 school and there was just no competition. And then the, uh, actually there was Lindsay, oh, I forget her last name, but she went to Mount Pocono and her and I were like friends, but like rivalries. And so we were <laughs> the only, she was the only competition in town and it was, she swam distance. So people would really show up for our races. You guys are yeah. that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that the seriousness faded. Yeah. yeah. By the time I was in sophomore year, I was like, ah, I could probably get in a decent D2 school, maybe maybe a D1. But yeah, I, I kind of knew that it was like, I had... What did you like about swimming? Um, <laughs> actually, 
actually, I don't think I liked it very much. You don't think you liked it? <laughs> to be honest. This is interesting. Why? Yeah. Why didn't you like it? And what what drew you to it? But, but like, what, what propelled you to it? I started when I was eight, seven or eight. And I think oh. is I um, had been doing dance since I was three, ballet. So it was just a natural um, movement, I guess. And um, and when you're when you're winning races that young, eight nine years old, you know, my parents saw it and they pushed a little bit, you know. So it uh, it just became more like a job and it became very serious mm -hmm. and it and I think as a kid like when you become really good at a sport it's like this fine line of where you know you you enjoy it but then at the same time it it that joy gets a little bit robbed because you're you're doing it to like make your parents happy or mm -hmm. um you, you need to get into college, you know? Yeah, so yeah. yeah, like a young age, it felt like work. I mean, I was up at, um, in our sophomore, no, junior year. Um, I had to go train at ESU at like 5 a.m. before school and then train after the school. I was exhausted. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? No, Just thank you. Hang out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I've never funny. worked that hard in my whole entire life. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. This is uh, this. It was. It felt crazy. It felt crazy. Yeah. Uh, That's insane. And I want to point out, just for the for the record, you did help break the school record for the two hundred meter free. Or oh. Was, that's yeah. what the yearbook said. Or was there anything else? Or do you do you uh, know if you still hold those records? I don't know. I should go check. Who's <laughs> <laughs> still there? <laughs> That's a good question. Oh my gosh! I can who, who was your group? Who was your group when you were when you were hanging out? Like, who was your who were your people? Um, if you, if you guys remember, I kind of like floated around a different all different groups. Like, um, well, I was friends with you guys. You were my yeah. group. Um, I forget who was in our group, but it was like us um um i remember spiro talking about that's who, i was like wait why can't I, <laughs> I saw his face and i'm like wait i can't this is terrible yes thank you thank you and um i was friends with uh the three kims but they were like they <laughs> were the like <laughs> the well, they were like the the not the, the mean girls but they were like you know they ran the show Right. <laughs> who is that it. so kimmy kimmy marsh and kim spezial is that yeah. no kim rodriguez yes, oh, kim rodriguez it. yeah and yeah. they all went by like kimmy kim and i just remember calling them the kimmies but yes. but like a few of them weren't named kim <laughs> yes. but we just clumped them in with the kimmies <laughs> <laughs> i know um but they weren't really my group it was like you know we were cool um my group. Oh, I had like um, a whole art group friends like Galen. Um, Galen Bain. Yeah. Jay Cooper, um, Ryan Hamilton. They were a little younger, but that, that water gap, gap crew became my like. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Solid group. Yeah. Uh, so Jay Cooper 
Jay, Jay Cooper is a uh, drummer, right? No? That's Chuck. Oh, Chuck. Jay Cooper's his younger brother. And I'm what is he still doing? good friends with him. He... Jay has a restaurant now in the Gap. Uh, the the, the Sakura... and ramen. And... and he was, but they're with the uh, Apple Pie Bakery, right? That's their family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's their family. Okay, yeah. Jay Cooper. And then Ryan Hamilton. I remember Ryan and then, but Galen Bain, Galen Bain was an interesting person to me because really? like, he was like, um, like I knew him in eighth grade because we really loved comic books. Yes. So I loved comic books. And then I remember like, I would like kind of try to paint these pictures and draw and stuff. And then, uh, but he would be, he was like a friend that was like different from all of my other friends. Like every once in a yeah. while I'd hang out with Galen. Uh, yeah. And then he, and then he would show me his drawings and paintings. And that's when I stopped drawing and painting things because <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. What am I trying? What am I trying? What am I doing here? <laughs> It just looks like a bunch of fucking colors on a page. <laughs> and Galen Bain drew Thor like I've never seen him yeah. before. Yeah, he was an incredible artist. Yeah. 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 Well, you two were voted most artistic together in the year. Yeah. That was another superlative you had. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right, that's right. That's right. He was a good buddy. Yeah, I wonder where he is now. We lost touch. Well, yeah. maybe we'll find out. Maybe we'll reach out to him. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you, who did you, and feel free to omit anything you like, who did you, <laughs> did you date anyone in high school? Was there anybody that was like a, yeah. or a lot of, oh. I'm not laughing, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are you laughing? <laughs> I don't know, I just was like thinking back to like, um, so I dated a senior my freshman year. Do you guys remember Rocky Streck? Oh, you dated Rocky. Was that like the water gap connection? Is that why? No, he lived. Um, oh no, no, he was out. In, he was out in Scioto. That's right. They grew up. He lives in Water Gap now, but he used to live out in Scioto. That's right. Yeah. So um, we were like the two swimming captain. You know. Oh, that's right. He was a big swimmer. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah. I didn't. And he had a younger sister. Is that or or like a younger cousin? Jen oh, Jen. And she yeah. was even younger than us. Okay. I was friends with her, too. Yeah, we I stayed friends with Jen for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So Rocky, uh, I only have met him once and it was at the uh, the celebration of the arts. So that's the jazz festival that happens in Delaware oh, Water Gap every I love that. Yeah. yeah. So I sat down at a table with Rocky Shrek and this was when I was old. This was like in my twenties. I sat down with Rocky Shrek and I ate like uh, maybe 11 pieces of watermelon. (laughs) (laughs) And he just looked at me and he goes, you fucking house that watermelon dude. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like him. Yes, I did. Thank you. <laughs> that was my only interaction ever with Rocky Shrek. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I still see Rocky. Well, at least when I ran the deer head, I'd see him quite a bit. They'd come down, yeah. him and Allison and Chase. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess when I was bartending there, I saw him a few times. Yeah. 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 And he was also in uh, the famed Nameless for Now, right? Am I? Yep. 
Yep. He was also in that group. That's the only band oh, I can yeah. remember from high school. That's how we kind of met. I think I went to the show of theirs at what was the coffee shop on Main Street that was like the coffee house. Oh, oh yeah. My yeah. What was that place? Oh my gosh, it's the coffee cool house. 90s spot that was like <laughs> somebody is gonna have to write that's in totally like 90s, that's quintessential 90s era <laughs> shit. Yes. And the other person I rolled with was Emily Reich, and she showed me that spot. Oh, okay. Interesting. Reich is right. So there's Jesse, Jesse Reich, Jesse and Emily, Emily, their um, cousin Brandon, and Brandon. That's right. Brandon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> they were a watergraph crew. I didn't realize how connected you were to the watergraph crew. I, that's it's really cool. It's really cool. I love that area. It's like yeah, yeah. Do you ever go back? Yeah, yeah. So oh, cool. We um we went back uh for this past Christmas actually. I think Jay, I might have reached out to see if you were around, but it was like a weird time because what we're in. Um, right. Mm-hmm. So we just rented a house. Uh, in East Stroudsburg in the mountains somewhere, but I love going back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you right now? I don't even know where Brooklyn. you're in Brooklyn. Nice. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that seems like I'm looking at your room and I'm like, Oh, that seems like a cool Brooklyn spot. Oh, <laughs> this is the, uh, this is our sort of living room slash my, my now studio that I teach out of. So yeah. Uh, that makes me interested in what happened after high school, but I don't want to move yeah. too quickly. No, uh, Jay, what, do, what else do you remember? Is there anything else you want to cover there? Uh, I want to cover maybe my Sharona at Jen's, your best memory of. Yes. What was that about? <laughs> this is so in your yearbook, one of the things you wrote down was <laughs> best memory, my Sharona at Jen's house. So who was Jen? And is oh, it my Sharona? We like this, the 80s song. Yeah, I have not thought about that moment probably since I wrote that in the yearbook. (laughs) I'm trying right now so hard to put this together. (laughs) What all I could remember is this was Jen. um, What was her last name? Callahan. I want to say Callahan, yes. maybe. Yes. yes. I was friends with her and Jenny. It's not the first time she's come up in these interviews, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's cool. <laughs> Have you had her on yet? No, no we plan to soon though. Yes, we want to pop it up. I would love to uh, connect with her. Um, yeah, so we were good friends, and um, we love that movie Reality Bites. And there was a scene with um, Winona Ryder. They're in the gas station and that song comes on and they're just going nuts dancing to my Sharona. And I think that we just had a night at her house that we were just dancing to my Sharona. It's not that interesting, but (laughs) that's all I can connect to like that song and why I would have, maybe it was just our song. I don't know. When I think of the movie Reality Bites, I think of that scene and I think of Janine Garofalo in that scene dancing to my Sharona. They're all quirky and yeah. (laughs) Which is interesting because when you mentioned Christine Zanelli, the first image I have in my head of Christine Zanelli is that she's kind of like a Janine Garofalo. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Totally. I hope she doesn't hear this and not like that, but. 
I think we moved on from the boyfriends though too quickly. So that was it was Rocky Shrek, yeah. and then did you have other? Were you? Yeah, that was when you were you were a freshman, right? You said, yeah. and he was was Rocky a junior when we were freshman. He wasn't a, he was a senior. He was a senior. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, so you came in from out of state. Literally didn't know anyone and started dating a senior as a freshman. Yeah. That's impressive. This is Naomi. what I'm talking about. Moving from San Diego to a small yeah. town. You're, You're very impressive. <laughs> I, made, I made moves. <laughs> Making moves. <laughs> Almost instantly. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's shake things up. Let's see what happens. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah. Um, who else? There's um, John Savia. He was a junior and he played soccer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. He yeah. had like a crew cut, right? A dark hair. Yeah. 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 And, um, oh, do you remember um, Josh, Josh Hauser? It was like for a moment there. Oh, oh really? I don't remember. Yeah, that. But, um, I, I, I feel like the karma of this story like came back to haunt me much later in life when I had my heart broken, but we were supposed to go to senior prom. And then I ended up just like blowing him off. And it sounds like an eighties movie, but um, <laughs> yeah. And I ended up going with Russell Higby instead. Oh, I totally. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I broke his heart. That was hard. Oh, I, I, I still feel badly about this. <laughs> but um, if he's listening, I got the karma. Oh, I got bit in the ass years later. So, yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. Anything you want to go into? No. What's that? Anything you want to go into? You want to explain that a little bit? Unpack it a little bit? We can take it out, too. No, no, it's fine. I think we, you know, we were friends all through high school. And of course we connected on music because um, he was really into the cure as was I, the Smiths. Um, uh, and our senior year we got together, but like, I just wanted to stay friends and mm. I, I didn't have a great way to communicate that. And, mm. Oh, it just, that was that we, you know, we had planned to go to the prom and I think he was looking forward to it. And I, I just blew it off. Uh, Josh and I, we should have Josh on too. We need to get Josh on. Oh, yeah. I would love to talk to Josh. <laughs> so Josh, Josh and I were friends uh, in elementary school. We both went to Ramsey. Uh, and th- one of the coolest things that he did, this is not, I, uh, this is not as poignant as what you were talking about, but he would take GI Joe guys, unscrew them, and like create new GI Joe guys with like different legs and arms and everything. So <laughs> he, <laughs> they were like completely different guys that I had never seen before because he was like putting, putting them together. And I don't know if that, this is why we should have him on because I want to see like, if that's part of his personality is like peace. Wow. Yeah, no, he was creative. <laughs> yeah. He was a creative guy. That's how you guys connected up. Yes. And, yeah. you know, we were, we were really good. We were good friends for a while. Um, but that was, yeah, that was hard. It was like, figure yeah. out, like, I didn't want to go here with this. Yeah. And now we're here. And then, you know, being young and not being able to like, just be honest. And, yeah. Well, let me just say, I identify with Josh on that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just kidding. What I, what I mean is like, I never had any girlfriends when I was in high school. And I was always like friends and, hey, what about me? You want to be with me? Uh, but uh, let's see. Um, I'm going to ask a question that we've asked other people, but I can't imagine there's going to be an answer because Naomi was just such a dominator in pretty much everything. Did you have, well, it's actually, I have it as a two part question. Did you have a nemesis, which I'm like, who could be your nemesis? Like, like secretly, like somebody you were always sort of competing with, or was there anybody that was like a secret crush of yours too, that you never kind of got out there? Um, see, didn't have, a nemesis or like an enemy but do you guys remember um jenna brown wanted to beat me up like my first day what really? it was like three o'clock high she was like i'm gonna kick her ass i was like where am i what happened <laughs> oh my goodness oh my god i was so scared because i'd never <laughs> been in a fight and i was like how did i survive going to you know schools in san Diego where they were like cholos and like you know girls that were like really like this could be bad if i'm not on their good side and jenna brown i she just was like and she she was in karate then too that's right i was like oh this is going down so it was like my first or second day and she <laughs> came to my she came to my locker at the end of the day and i was like okay i guess this is gonna happen and she's she was short like shorter than me and I don't I don't think I remember seeing her till that moment because it was like just the rumor was going around Jenna wants to kick your ass I was like who is this person why <laughs> I know who she is <laughs> what, did I do? what did I do um and I had long hair then so I was like do I have to tie my hair back like what <laughs> so like this is my first fight okay and um <laughs> He comes up to my locker. I was like, all right, so what are we, we're going to do this? And I tried to just kind of like get taller, <laughs> sort of not pump the chest, but like, I don't know. I just stood confidently, I guess. And then she got nervous and she was just like, I don't remember what she said, but it was like, never mind, nothing. And like, she walked away. Oh my gosh. Wow. It was all the hype, you know, it was all the hype. I, we got a, wow. I was sweating bullets. I was like, why? Basically, you showed her your swimmer shoulders. And she yeah. was like, I don't want anything to do with this. And I, also, I, I'm not really sure why I wanted to fight you. Because right. you clearly had no idea either. Right. Man, I'm, I'm, I apologize on behalf of Stroudsburg for <laughs> <laughs> you oh. coming to school. And getting in a fight on the second day. Oh, my goodness. No, but I will say yeah. that. Because I've just been going back there in the last three years. Um, I only have good feelings and good memories of being there. Mm -hmm. So I know we started with like the, the heavier stuff, but mm -hmm. I I really, really have a great experience there with mm -hmm. my friends and um, all of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was good. That's great. Yeah. So what happened? So we all yeah. <laughs> graduate and then what's your, what, what happened afterward? Where'd you go after that? Oh my gosh, you guys. So this is like, <laughs> we need a whole another hour. Um, I went lots of places. So I got the scholarship to Stony Brook. 
Mm-hmm. I was there a year and I hated it. I, I was very unhappy with this, with swimming. Cause I said it was like a job and I just, I wanted to study art. I was, I knew that I wanted to be painting and, um, studying art theory and nerding out on art and mm-hmm. it just, it was getting in the way of everything. So the Adidas commercial came up and with that contract, the NCAA, you can't model for, um, at that time, you couldn't model for a, a company and okay. aid. And so that right. jeopardized my scholarship. Because you lose your amateur status once you get paid, right? That's the whole yeah. thing. Yep. I remember that. Yeah. And my parents that's bullshit, were like, man. That's well, garbage. Yeah. Is it garbage? It's kind of garbage. It's garbage. It's yeah. like, you know, we're athletes trying to, we're not pros yet. So it's like, why not? You know? Um. So yeah, my parents were not happy about that. And the other news of that year was I'm going to study abroad because I don't, I don't want to be at this university. It was in Long Island. It's in Long Island. And, um, all my friends were in New York studying at Parsons and um, SVA, all the art schools. And I was spending so much time in the city, but I wanted to explore somewhere else. And I went to the study abroad office and they were like, well, that, what language do you speak? Certainly not Spanish well. <laughs> they were like, well, Although you were president of the Spanish Spanish. club. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you could either go to Australia or England. I was like, great, I'll go to London. And I ended up staying in London for three years. I did my three. whole, I studied abroad three years. I just got the universities to agree. I PR'd my way to just stay at the school and study. And I loved wow. it. Yeah. And then cut to, came back to the States for a little bit. Um, I was going to go to New York because that always just felt like home to me. It always felt like the place. Um, mm-hmm. 9-11 happened. Um, Jay Cooper was living in Kyoto and we were friends. And he was like, you should just come to Japan. Like, what am I going to do in Japan? He's like, well, you have a degree. You could teach English. So it was that phone call from Jay. <laughs> I called Jay in Japan. I was like, I'll go to Japan. That sounds rad. What was your degree in? Art, fine art. Art, I'm, fine yeah, art. Yeah, like not English teaching, but <laughs> I went to Japan for three years and taught English and hung out and I modeled a little bit there and yeah, and had a good time and then had to come back and get serious about what am I going to do with my life? Wow. <laughs> so, so three years in <laughs> London, you graduate and that's uh you're 22 you're here you're in new york area for you know a little bit yeah three months yeah something like that then you go to japan yeah and you're there for three years so that brings you to 25 26 something like that uh okay all right and then and what was japan like chapters here (laughs) what did you say what was what was japan like that was it must have been wild was jay there Jay was there, but we didn't see each other that much. Um, he was in Kyoto. I went to Osaka. Um, okay. I got a great job at one of these English teaching companies and they hook you up. You know, I had my first company apartment and like you do you at that time, um, teachers did really well. So mm-hmm. like 
this is amazing. <laughs> I'm never going to leave. This is just awesome. Um, and then my last year I spent in Tokyo and um, that was like, at some point I, you'll, it's like, it was inevitable that I had to go home. It just mm -hmm. a country that, you know, you can move to New York from anywhere and eventually you'll just become a New Yorker. But mm -hmm. Japan was like, I, you just really feel like a visitor there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it was good. I, I learned conversational Japanese, but better than my Spanish. Mm. <laughs> um, and then why did you leave? Why did you want it? Like, you sounds like it was, everything was great there. It was, but it was like, I knew it had an expiration date. And okay. I, I knew like, it wasn't really what I, like teaching English. It was just, I knew it was going to have an end point. Yeah. I didn't really want to like be there forever. So yeah, it kind of felt like the time to do something next. Yeah. And what was that next? Um, I moved to LA and I became a wardrobe stylist. <laughs> what? What? So, oh my God. How did that happen? My cousin was living in LA and she was an agent like Ari Gold. She scared the shit out of me. So she was like, okay, you're gonna, you know, we'll get you, we'll get you a job. We'll figure this out. And I was just going to parties with her and trying to figure out life. I had like a wacky Japanese haircut and like my fashion sense was like pretty wild because I was living in Tokyo and I met this woman who was a stylist and she was like, well, what is this you have going on? You know, I don't know what I have going on. I was like, I don't know. I've been living in What's Japan happening? for years. So I just, I look like this. And she was like, I want to hire you as my assistant. So yeah, that I worked with her for um, about a year. And then um, we- What does that job entail? Like, what do you do? So um, we worked on a couple of shows. Uh, what was what was around at that time? Not this wasn't anything glamorous. So it was like the OC. I remember we she was one of the main stylists, wardrobe stylists for that. So you um, you sh you pretty much are designing the look of the costumes, all the all the wardrobes for um, the show, the movie. Mm -hmm. um, so we did the OC and then um, this woman also had a store that was like really unique pieces. So celebrities would come to shop at her store to get styled for events. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So who were the celebrities that you got like to hang out with there? Like, did you, did that happen or? Who did I dress? Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal came to the shop a few times wow. uh, and she was friends with Kirsten Dunst. So they, they came in and then there were like, um, uh, not like big celebrities at that time, but um, God, I can't think right now. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, Hollywood. Yeah. I didn't like it though. You didn't like it. Yeah. That's what I wanted to know. Did you like it or no? No, it was very pretentious. I, I, so this will bring me to why I, I moved back to New York. So I, you know, hit the ground running as a stylist and um, I, I loved fashion. I, I, it was like something that I didn't think about doing and I didn't think that I would be good at. Like I, I just, I just thought, you know, I'm going to do the art thing and do that. Um, so it was cool that it sort of fell in my lap and I had the eye to 
work as a stylist. And so um, I ended working there, moved to New York and um, got a job with Anna Sui. So she's a designer um, and worked um, in her shop for a while and styled for her shows for a little bit. And then it just kind of, my career in fashion just kind of grew from there. And I was pretty much in New York the whole time. Okay. Yeah. So when did you move from LA to New York? Um, I was back and forth for a bit. I would go back to LA to do some photo shoots with some friends that um, wanted me to style for them. Um, so I permanently moved back to New York in 2008. Yeah. 2008. Yeah. Okay. All right. And, and did this like, did this scratch your, like your artistic itch or was it, did you find it like artistically yeah. fulfilling or yeah. was there something still more that you wanted to do? No, I found it. It did. It definitely fed me. Yeah. What, what was your medium before this? Like before fashion, what was, what, what did you love the creating art with? Painting. Painting. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Oil painting, yeah. Oil painting. So is there, so being in New York too, I'm sure, and uh, visiting different places, I mean, are there, are there, are there certain paintings, and maybe this is, maybe this is something we cut out too, because it might not interest people, but I'm interested, like what, what paintings inspire you when you look at them, you go, wow, that's, that's something that I always wanted to do. Um. You'd be surprised, but I, I really loved all the old ancient work. Um, yeah. The fact that they didn't have the tools and resources that we do now and that could, hmm. they could create such intricate, large, beautiful pieces. So Michelangelo's, like, you know, just the old school. Yeah. Wow. I love Impressionists. Um, and I know all that has become you know, commercialized and it's for the masses now, but I still really love and appreciate Van Gogh and Monet and just what that whole movement was about. Yeah. I remember, I think there was a Monet exhibit when I was living in New York City. There was some, I think it was either at the Met or MoMA or, or something. And it was the first time I saw a Monet in person. Uh-huh. And I thought, that uh, yeah like for as commercial as Monet is and the posters and everything you see that it's almost like it becomes background and then you see this huge impressionist painting that's that's the and it's you've seen it before in poster but then you see that what he did and it's just breathtaking really really incredible really incredible yeah I like contemporary work too but that always just you know, yeah. oh, it just fills my heart when I see. Yeah. So, uh, so then you worked in. Uh, remind me of the uh, the name, share uh, the uh, the designer's name. Oh, Anna Sui. Anna Sui. Anna yeah. Sui. Yeah. So you worked in her shop. You worked there for a little bit. You worked there for how long? Um, not that long. I bounced around a lot in the industry. So I went from, and I'll just kind of not move through this quickly, but um, it did move quickly. I then got a job um, doing window displays and and merchandising. Mm. So I worked for 
uh, Hugo Boss, H&M. Um, and the last designer I worked with, who I really, like, it was the best. So I say the last one because I closed that chapter of that career um, about 10 years ago. Okay. The last designer I worked with, um, Maria Cornejo, and she's still around and her pieces are beautiful and her work is like art. And yeah. mm -hmm. she is a lovely, beautiful soul. So it was nice for how toxic the industry is. And that's part of the reason why I left. Um, uh, she was this opposite person to all of that. So that was really amazing to just have that good experience and to like work for a designer and an artist that had um, good vibes about her. I would imagine it's kind of tough. It's kind of a tough. Yeah. What about it was, was toxic? Because I'm not familiar with the industry at all. What, what You said it was toxic. How do you, um, what do you mean when you say that? Oh, it's, I, have you ever seen The Devil Wears Prada? I've heard from those who have, uh, but not myself. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it a few times, actually. It's, great. it's, it's great. a really good movie. I love and that. Okay, movie. I'll go watch it's it. Pretty, it's pretty accurate. You know, yeah. um, it's it doesn't need to be so bitchy and cutthroat and diva-ish and like, you know... We're not doing, we weren't doing heart surgery, but it was like, this isn't the right belt. And it's like, oh, Jesus, like I, it was just stressful where it didn't need to be stressful. Yeah. And I will, I will kind of tie this into what was my saving grace was yoga. Yeah. Yeah. I found yoga. Um, well, it started a while ago in LA, mostly when I started to get serious about it. So when I was yeah. working with, that stylist, I was going to yoga almost every day to just center myself and get the workout going. And, um, but it was, it was the, that practice that just shifted me to, wow, I just want to be working in an environment that feels good. I don't mm -hmm. want to have to be stressed out every day. And this mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be like this, you know? Right. So, and that's, and so how did you make that leap then? So you close this chapter and then what happens then? So I was, uh, I finished my first teacher training in New York and that was, you know, I was able to do that as well as my nine to five. And then as I was uh, trickling out of leaving Maria Cornejo, um, I started teaching privately to like, co-workers and clients uh, that mm -hmm. that we would see there and it was rad because people were so psyched to have like a private teacher one-on-one -on -one because yoga studios are so packed here and uh, a lot of them are about a certain agenda or they're very excluding or just you know it can feel intimidating mm -hmm. so I saw this opportunity to work privately with people and then I built a business from there out of it wow and that started about 10 years ago yeah so wow that's really cool it is i love I it <laughs> i can't i can't think of here jay do you know how i can't think of hearing about a private yoga instructor like i've heard of private mm. personal trainers yeah but I, I don't, I, I don't remember ever hearing about a private yoga. I mean, I mean, that I'm sure that the, I mean, did you invent this? No. 
<laughs> so it's around. And actually the first way that yoga was taught in back in the day in India was a one-on-one -on -one situation. Mm -hmm. Your student and master and, and or smaller group. Um, and so I've been teaching for like 11 years. And wow. I know there's discipline. Like, do you have a specific type of yoga that you subscribe to or is it all? Um, yeah. So um, what I teach, what I, where, where my heart really sings is um, more of the therapeutic side of yoga. So I work with people who, um, who have come off injury or like athletes that have worn their bodies down um, post postnatal. Um, mm -hmm. and I, my market right now, um, that I'm enjoying so much is women like between the ages of 50 and 70, because of what I just described before they, you know, going to a yoga studio in New York, is really intimidating and it's become, um, a very commercialized, uh, oh, I, I, you know, just the word excluding it's sad. So, and women at that age, um, they're feeling um, old and they're not. And mm -hmm. They know their bodies are changing and we're told that we're, you know, supposed to be mm -hmm. old and retire and just sit around. And so I'm, you know, really, my passion is to teach people that, you know, you're not old and, you know, we have the strength and ability. And so yeah, let's, let's rock crow pose. Let's get your arms built up. Let's, you know, get your health aligned. Like, so it's been so rewarding. That's so great. <laughs> really great. Uh, what, what do you call, I mean, it is, does it go, what, it, what uh, let's make a plug. Yeah, here. you should plug it. That? You should plug it. What do you call it? I mean, oh, you... so, um, yeah, thank you. So my brand is called Hillebrand Holistics. And so I do health coaching and teach yoga. Yeah. And people can find you well, this online. Is, this is Instagram, interesting. Like I that. left the social media world um, last summer or this, this past summer. I know it was difficult to find you right? actually to do this. It's been, <laughs> it's been six months, seven months. And it, it was an experiment to, I was feeling very um, tired of it all. And um, I never, it, you know, I shouldn't say like I looked at it as a transaction, but in some ways, like you look at it like, yeah, I should build my business in this realm because we're here. Never once did I get a client through that. Clients, clients and the people that I want to work with is like the connection, like face to face or like you're at a party or you meet someone somewhere, but we're not in that. Oh, I might have just right. shot myself in the foot during this, but it was also just to take a break of, all of that noise. I really just didn't feel like it was nourishing me in the way that I needed to get myself through the, the time that we're in and to be there for my clients. Cause we're on zoom now and to be there for my family. And I just was like, I want to get off this device right now and just take a mm -hmm. full break. Mm -hmm. uh, good for you. I mean, good for you. I, I think it's all, I mean, and maybe it's not just mm -hmm. social media or, getting off social, but I think it's hard when yes. there's a habit yes. there or when there's something that's a part of your life just to do, just yeah. to break away from that. Like, like, congratulations. It's oh, a really tough you. thing to do. Uh, and then to make that leap to 
to go, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to do my own business. I'm going to, I'm not going to rely on people, even though you were in a good situation yeah. with, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maria. It was comfy, you know? Uh, yeah. 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 That you go, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this other thing. Thank that's, you. that's brave. Yeah. That's that was really a big good. leap. And, and, and so that's what you've been doing for the past 11 years. What about like, uh, about like your whole, you you've mentioned a family. Do you have? Uh, yeah. Do you have a, so what's your I have a lovely partner. Like his name's Aaron, um, and I have a five-year-old. His name's Benny Benicio. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. nice. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um, and you know, I I had um, an ex-husband. I have an ex-husband. We were married for not too long. We were together. Um, about 10 years and we were married for three and it was nothing negative or harsh. It was just, it had the relationship ran its, it ran its course. Um, so it was hard because Benny yeah. was too, yeah. but um, we, you know, came to that decision and we co-parent. So he's, it's such a modern family. So he's, okay. um, he's only a like 20 minute walk away. <laughs> and so Benny, we do, we split the week and, you know, Aaron and him oh, had gone out for coffee. Everything's cool. Like, yeah, but it <laughs> that took yeah. that took um, uh, a lot of me being very patient and steering it in that direction because divorce can be very ugly yeah. and mean and cruel. And there were moments of oh, don't I know it? No, <laughs> well, we have to have another. We're gonna meet at the deer head. You I want to talk for hours. I could talk for hours. Deer, it'll talk the whole but, thing. But um, <laughs> yeah. So I, but I think like, you know, divorce is seen as so negative, but it was a, it was another pivotal, pivotal, um, inspiring time for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's so funny because I, I go, I think about how, uh, so I was married and uh, I think about how painful the, the divorce was and Jay doesn't know this yet, but, uh, but there is like a, uh, did you recognize? Oh, that? yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I got like, you. I'm happily married. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> uh, so, but there is, um, you go through something like that and then. Yes. There's the other side. There's the other side. And you get to another side and you, and there's like a wall, like this was my experience. There's a wall in front of you and you know yeah. that you need to go through that wall and you, and it's so yeah. hard to see the other side. And then you, you break through that wall, you do whatever you need yeah. to do to get through that wall. And then there's the other side and the other side is you're, you're yeah. rebuilding. You're, you're just, yeah, yeah, and uh, there's so many different resources in, in my life that came about um, because I broke through that wall, and I recognize that. And I think that's what—that's part of the reason why I love my awesome. hometown so much, why I love Stroudsburg so much, because I was able to yes. kind of regroup. It there. has that. See, yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You said, and it's funny because you said. The past three years, I've been going back funny? more and more. Yeah. Um, yeah the right. divorce happened, you know, four years ago, something like that. Yeah, so I, I didn't think about that. I think, like, I I can't remember the first trip back. Maybe it was a CJ or go for a hike because we I reconnected with Jay. Jay and I have been Jay Cooper. We've been friends for the, mm -hmm. all of this whole time, the whole time. So, yeah, I think I mm -hmm. went back for a hike and... Um, 
that's so funny because I never put that together. But when you said that, it's like, yeah, I, it felt so good to go back to my root. And I do feel like when I think of where someone says, where did you grow up? I go to the, I think of the Poconos first. Yeah. Yeah. Really? No. Really? Not San Diego. It's in my heart. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Are no, your parents still there? So um, my parents divorced. My dad, uh, they did move back to San Diego. Um, I think that was in oh, okay. 2003. Uh, Earl got the job back at UCSD. Um, and they split about 10 okay. years ago. So my mom, she's out here. She's in Delaware. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Neat. Cool. Cool. That's great. amazing. It's a great story. Um, and I want to throw this out, like as a parent, as a, excuse me, as a product of a co-parenting situation. It's an awesome way to grow up. I loved it. I loved every second of it. It was just so cool. I mean, Joe kind of got to see it, but like my parents always got along really well. And uh, mm-hmm. so it's just like a fun way to like, kind of live in two places and get two experiences. You almost have oh, two childhoods, you know? Okay. Yeah. When I, so, so like I have, I, I like I said, I have two stepkids uh, and, or I said, I have a stepdaughter, but I have two stepkids. And I think about Jay's experience when I like, as a, as watching that as a friend and I, you know, all of the questions that you have as a, as this weird kind of parent, involving involvement in a, in a child's life. You know, I wonder if Aaron kind of thinks the same things that I do or, you know, what, what he goes through and in this, in in his position, but it's such an odd position. But I also think like, I think about Jay's stepdad, like uh, Steve, Steve was such a cool guy and he was so laid back and just such a good Mm -hmm. influence, I think on Jay. And like, I think about that experience as well. So, uh, I, I think like, and going through divorce, like there's all these words yeah. that are thrown around like, oh, oh your marriage yeah. failed, you know, like yeah. there was a failure there or something. Like that, you know? <laughs> and I yeah. love the way that you put it, your relationship yeah. ran its course, you know, that's, and yeah. it came to an end and maybe that's how we should see right. our relationships <laughs> these days. Huh? Yeah. Oh. Wow. Um, I'm going to ask, we have one or two more questions here that I want to throw out to you just to see if you have anything. Um, Is there anything that you would tell the teenage version of you, you know, knowing what you know now with all your wisdom Mm. and your 41 years of life? Love yourself. That took a long time. Yeah. Love yourself for who you are. Everything, everything that you are. Yeah. Because mm. I do now, but that took so fucking long. <laughs> yeah. You seem like a like I listened to your your story, and I there's an i there's something I identify mm-hmm. with. I mean, I, there's not um, there's a lot that's yeah. different. I mean, but there's something that I identify with, uh, and that's the movement, mm-hmm. like the restlessness. The restlessness of trying to figure yes. out the next thing yes. and the next thing and the next pattern. Thing. <laughs> uh, and I like, obviously completely different people. We come from different social locations, different 
everything. There's so much that's different about us. But man, when I listen to your story about like, yeah, okay, I'll try this. Or there's a one conversation that I have. And that mm. brings me here. Like, I go, those are the steps that I've taken. Like, I, I think about something or I have a conversation with somebody and I go, wow, that sounds interesting. Let me try this. I'll just take one, I'll take the next step, one put yeah. one foot in front of the other. And that'll yeah. bring me to the next place. Um, that took me a long time to like go, I'm okay <laughs> with this kind of restlessness and I need to embrace this a little bit yeah. because it's not going away, you know? That's cool. I love that. Mm-hmm. Neat. I have another one, but the, and this is a strange question. Is there anything that seemed insignificant to you at the time when you were growing up that has like made a big difference or an impact in your life later on? Mm. Like, was there something that like... That's a good question. I like that question. Um, oh, like, I can't think of anything now, but I think at the time, um, as you are as a kid, like, it was like, I can't wait to get to New York and get out of this small town, you know, or something like, like where things just felt bigger or more glamorous somewhere else, that whole thing about getting to the next and coming back to Strasbourg recently and like connecting and just being so in love with like the simple pleasures of just the Appalachian trail and the quietness there and the people there. And it's sweet and lovely and, the connection I have there it's like oh why was I like so quick to get out of here or but you know I think we do that full circle in life like yeah where we don't appreciate the things in the moment you know yeah oh, well you're gonna make me cry now I don't <laughs> oh my gosh it was so good to be with you guys this is great we it was great to yeah this is we a make a plan to uh, this was meet at the deer head like Aaron, Aaron loves the Deerhead. We love coming to the Poconos. So, I mean, we'll be there hopefully in a couple months, a month or so, maybe as things start. Yeah, I think we're opening back up in, uh, I think the plan right now is March. So, well, we're we're in disparate locations too, but I mean, yeah, yeah. we should coordinate. I'll be up there. So, I live in Florida, actually. I I live outside of Tampa Bay. Oh, you're still up there. Wow. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> and then uh and jay lives up in boston i didn't realize that. Okay. oh well watertown yeah so we're in okay. we're in different locations but i mean be great to reconnect yeah because i'm not that far so if you guys are gonna be in town i'll make sure to drive on over okay Oh my god. Sounds gosh. like a plan. It's so, so great to see you. you. It's so great and to really, see you. Know, nice now you know how to find me. Like just email me and like old school just calling on the phone. <laughs> I don't have any photos of scallops anymore on my Instagram though. <laughs> that was so That's funny. Uh, I'm gonna go make some scallops for dinner, I think. Uh, listen, if you're listening to this, uh, and you have any uh, suggestions for us about people we can reach out to or, uh, talk to just email us, Jay, you have the email. Yeah. It's crimson sheen at gmail.com. Um, yeah. Anything you want really, if you just want to reach out or want to be on the show or want to ask us a question, anything at all. That'd be awesome. And if you guys have any like people that want to like, chat with each other like I'm, I'm open to that too 
Oh, maybe that's a step we can take in the future, Jay. Get a yeah. get a panel. It's a it's a crimson like, sheen panel. That would be, we should get Jenna. We should get Jenna Brown on here. And oh, see, because she, oddly enough, she's a yoga what? instructor herself that's, now. Oh, that's that's awesome. yeah. You guys yeah. could be peaceful together, as opposed to come full circle. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. You guys were a delight. This was so fun. Thanks so much, Naomi. Yeah, thank really you, fun. Naomi. Really fun. Oh, and this is such an awesome project that you're doing. Yeah, keep going with it. I love it. Thank you. All right. So long, everybody. <laughs>